I want this to feel like I'm honestly just out for coffee with you and we're just chatting about the real life shit that we don't talk about enough. Welcome to Start Somewhere. I'm Isabel and I inspire you to start. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode. Today I'm so, so excited. This is a topic that I am really going to be talking way more about on the podcast, especially in season four. I'm pretty sure I maybe promoted it a little bit last year on my Instagram saying I did want to get into more of these topics. I feel they're just so real. They're so aligned with what I'm going through at the moment. They're so relatable and I just know you guys are going to love them. And today's episode, which you probably would have already seen by the title, is all about dating and why people play games. Now, this episode probably is more for the single gals and guys out there who are dating. However, even if you are in a relationship or not, I'm sure you can still resonate to so many of the things that I talk about. This stuff can definitely even apply to friendships and stuff like that. Um, you know, the podcast is all about connection. So today's episode is the juicy tea all on dating. So firstly, I'm going to be straight up and talk about the thing that isn't spoken enough about, which is noticing clear signs when people are actually into you. I think we really have to focus on this and be like, we may obsess and put people up on a pedestal and think they're so much better than us than what we truly think. And we're kind of missing the real obvious signs that maybe they're not just that into you. And this is a really hard pill to swallow. I remember like a while ago, I was kind of doing this with a certain someone and um, (laughs) I'm pretty open and talk to my mom about a lot of this stuff. And she's like, Isabel, maybe he's just not that into you. And I was like, fuck, that fucking hurts. But that may as well could be the truth. And fast forward a lot of months and a lot of life lessons after, I think I really realized that. And yeah, that sucks. Rejection sucks. But something I always say and something that I seem to be saying a lot recently as well is rejection is redirection. I think that is the most like refreshing mindset to have. That's going to be like, I just want I just want you to take that away out of anything that I say, because this can be applied in so many ways, but especially when it comes to dating, because it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of confidence to put yourself out there, to meet new people, to go on dates, to do all this kind of thing. It's fucking tough. Like it's not that easy. And you know, you do, you are going to set yourself up as either 50% success or 50% failure. And that's just kind of a risk you have to take. And I think the more you kind of remind yourself of this affirmation, rejection is your redirection. The more confidence you're going to cultivate when it comes to putting yourself out there, to dating, to meeting new people. And so I say, for example, someone does reject you, just remind yourself, like, look at that in a positive light and be like, cool, I'm glad that happened because that person is not meant for my path. And yet, sit in it for a bit, be upset for a day, a night, whatever it is, like that's totally normal. Just remind yourself that it's redirecting you to something better. So I think this is such a perfect leeway into just remind yourself of this. If somebody wants to speak to you, they will make the time and make it a priority. We are all busy. We all work. We all have this, that, like there's always something else going, but think about it. If you have your phone glued on you, 90% of the time, I'm sure. And you see a message and nine times out of 10, maybe we just glance at it and reply later. And you just have to think as well, like when somebody really wants you, they will make it clear and you won't have to guess. Okay, next guys, this is huge. Take mixed signals as a big fat no. Do this for the sake of your mental health because the more we hold on to 
you know, the repeating highs, the repeating lows. And this kind of follows on to what I said just before. We get so caught up in our head and we just have no idea where we stand or what they think of us and all this kind of bullshit. And and the same as if somebody cancels on you and perhaps they fail to then reschedule. Just remember, somebody's effort in you is a reflection of their interest in you. I think so many times we like, we normalize these games. We normalize this like flakiness and like people think it's way cooler to be just like unkind. And I think the biggest thing we have to realize is kind is cool. Making people confused is unkind. You just have to think like when somebody is confusing you, chances are they're just as confused themselves. And something else that I have also been showing a lot recently is words not matching actions is called manipulation. And basically like another thing as well, this is going to sound kind of weird, but um, being overly nice is a form of manipulation. Now, hear me out here. When we are, I'm talking like overly nice, like, like, you know, that really like annoying person is just like, you know, I'm sure you know straight away. Um, When we are being overly nice to a person, we are, whether you realize this or not, we are manipulating them to do the thing that we want them to do, to say the thing that we want them to say, whatever it is. And we just have to realize, always be kind. I always say that I think anyone can be described as nice. Like, you know, if you meet someone new or you're referring to somebody, to someone else, you're like, oh yeah, so-and-so is nice. I kind of hate that because I'm like, any single person in this world can be quote unquote nice, but I think being kind is such, I mean, a nicer way, nicer. I think being kind is such a sweeter way to describe somebody and just instead focus on not trying to overly please people just so you can kind of get your own satisfaction. So by you being this overly nice person to somebody else, you are really just trying to get like their approval from them. And yet again, this is whether you realize it or not. It's like you're really projecting like you need to validate my self-worth. You need to allow myself to do or say the certain thing. So I'm going to be this overly nice person to you until you give me the permission to do so. And just think about that for a second. I, I'm going to talk about this as well, but I'd love to do a whole episode all on self-worth. This is the biggest game changer in the whole entire world. I'm going to go a little bit deep here as well, but I think so much of our own um, dealing of self-worth comes from so much of like childhood trauma and stuff like that. And yet again, it's whether we realize this or not. And I'm going to share a bit of a story. It was in, I want to say like early December in 2021. And as part of the Conscious Blueprint program, which was the program I was a mentor in, it was such an incredible eight-week journey. And on one of the sessions, we had this most incredible breathwork session. And leading up to that night, for instance, I had no expectations. I had no idea what to expect when Carla was like, yeah, we got so-and-so on um, the program to go through a breathwork session. I'm like, oh, just like, you know, a 20 minute meditation. That's fine. Had no expectations, had no attachment, had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into. Anyway, fast forward to the call. Um, The guest speaker comes on. Actually, I'm going to find his name because he is actually incredible. Um, Let me just find him on Instagram. We've been chatting a bit. Um, He's given me some great book recommendations as well. <laughs> His name is Stephen. That took a long time just to find that. And he's actually a friend of Carlo's as well. Anyway, so get fast forwarding to this breathwork session. So um, he sets us all up. We're all like 
my bear in mind guys we're all on zoom here so he tells us all to lay down so i run into my room put my laptop on my bed i lay down and he starts speaking to us and he starts guiding us through these different breathwork sequences so if you're familiar with wim hof it's quite similar to that um it's just kind of his own variation and we kind of do that whole sequence so you know really like sharp deep breaths for like a certain time period and then we hold our breath for like 20 or so seconds and then release and hold our breath for a minute and if you haven't done breath work Oh my God, that is my biggest recommendation. It's so beautiful. It's honestly kind of life-changing because you just release so much. Where I'm getting at with this is when we did this session, he, I just remember some of the words really stuck out to me and it was so, so powerful. And he was guiding us through this whole session and he was like, think back to the time where you were born and think back to the very first breath that you took as that baby and realize that you are worthy, that you are worthy of absolutely everything that you want. And he just kept going on and on about this, that first breath that you took, the fact you're worthy. And I'm going to be so open here, but like, I just was, I was crying so much. It was so emotional. I was releasing so much. And for the longest time ever, I honestly did not think I was worthy. And I'm sure so that may come as a shock. I don't know, but I'm sure so many of us can actually relate to that. And what this can look like, if you're thinking like, hmm, I'm not sure if that's me. Like, what does that necessarily look like? Think about yet again, we're going to come back to the topic of the episode, which is dating, which is being this overly nice person, like trying to get people's validation, trying to get people's approval. How much of that are you doing? How much are you waiting for other people to give you the permission to do the thing you want to do? And this can look as simple as thinking you're not attractive enough based on how many likes you have on Instagram or how many followers you have, or maybe you're not getting enough compliments on your outfit or something like really vain like that. We need to realize that nobody else can give us that sense of worth until we give that to ourselves. And after this session, I remember like closing my laptop. I just turned my phone off. I was like, I just need to be. This is like 8.30 at night. I'm like, I just need to be right now and just process everything. Cause like, it was just insane what I went through. I honestly still can't really put it into words to be honest. Um, (laughs) It sounds so dramatic. I realized for so long, I've been single for two and a half years. And by the way, it's been the best. I highly recommend going single. Um, A bit of a biased response there. But for the longest time ever, I realized I was putting my sense of self-worth in the hands of other people. And yes, I I am very confident. I have cultivated so much confidence in myself and I take care of my body and I do pride myself in who I am. But at the same time, I still was just putting my own sense of self-worth in other people. And I didn't realize this. That was the thing. So that's what I mean about it being subconsciously. And as soon as I had this release, and then I just was thinking back to all the interactions I've had in the past two and a bit years, all the people that I've met, all the conversations I've had, all like the shit that I've gone through. Like I've actually got so many interesting stories to tell. I've honestly completely grown and transformed um, from just like dating and meeting people and getting hurt. And like, yeah, like I've been through some pretty rough stuff, to be honest, like looking back, I'm like, fuck, that was like really horrible. You know, just some of the shit that I went through and it's because I didn't have this self-worth and now I've come out on the other end. I've realized all of this. I've done so much processing and so much healing. I mean, we're always continuing to do that. And as soon as I realized who I was, what I could offer and just the person I am right now, 
the game fucking changed. Like I was able to see clearly who I was and I did not see who this person was. It's funny, like people will see that in yourself and you just won't believe it. You just won't see it until you see that yourself. Like I'm sure we all have so many friends who are so beautiful and they don't think they are. They pick apart certain things on their face or their body or their hair or something and they're just, you know, critiquing themselves. And we as their friends, we think they're absolutely stunning people, but they just don't see that. And it's not that I didn't think I had all those qualities that I shared before. Like I, I was aware that I am confident and I am really proud of the person I am, but it was more my sense of self-worth. I just, it was kind of like the last piece of the puzzle. I just was, it was just blurry. I just didn't really understand what I could bring to the table in connections. And it's because I've done so much freaking work on myself is actually it's beautiful. It's not crazy. It's beautiful, I think. And I'm so proud of the person I am. And it's so wild because, so that was in like early December, as I'm recording this now, it's January. And oh my freaking God, the amount of transformations I've had in like, what, six or so weeks is, is wild as well. And it's because I've completely kind of shifted myself. I've I'm finally seeing myself to what other people were seeing me as. And it's just creating Oh, I can't even put it into words yet what it's kind of created, but I'm seeing it kind of manifest in the physical around me because basically I am shedding away all these people that no longer serve the new version me. No, I'm not even new version me. I'm just shedding away all the people that I just generally don't want to be surrounded by. And like that can be hard sometimes, like because, you know, you have history, you have shared friends, you have shared interests, stuff like that. You think you owe these people something. I'm here to tell you that you don't. All right, just straight up. You don't need to you don't need to owe these people anything. And I know that may rub people the right or wrong way, who knows, but that's your decision to decide what you do with that. I started to see it manifest in the physical and what I mean is in the connections around me, in the people I started to attract, but more so the conversations I had, how I held myself, but more so how I felt in these new situations. I no longer put my sense of self-worth in how many people are liking my photo or what people truly think of me in real life. I'm just so like authentically myself. And like I said at the very, very beginning, rejection is redirection. And I'm just telling myself, if somebody doesn't like who I am, what I have to offer, what I'm all about, that is totally fine. That is honestly no sweat off my back because that is your choice. And the thoughts that you have in your head do not impact who I think I am. The thoughts you have in your head are not affecting how I see myself. They're not affecting my own sense of self-worth. And this, these are all the things that I have realized since being single and dating and meeting people and doing all these crazy fun things. And it's just, it's been a freaking journey. It's been a wild, wild ride. And I'm, yeah, if you want to hear like the actual stories, let me know. Cause I feel like I'm really am in a place to share them, to be open. They're quite entertaining. I think that people will learn a lot from them. Um, yeah. I feel like the time is now to share them. So let me know if you do want me to go into more like the specific dating stories. Cause yeah, I could write a whole bloody book, but that is basically, those are the main things I've learned in terms of noticing and recognizing like clear signs that they're into you. And Lastly, I am going to touch on dating tips and red flags as well. But before I do get into that, this is another really big lesson that I overcame, which was you have to remember you disrespect yourself every single time you rekindle a relationship or a connection with somebody who disrespects you. 
And this can look like disrespect can be as minor or as major as we deem it to be. This can look as somebody constantly bailing on you. And then they're really flimsy in, in rescheduling. By you rekindling that connection with them, you are disrespecting yourself. So think of whatever that term means for you. And the more we disrespect ourselves, the more we give third, fourth, fifth chances to people who do not serve us, the more we are just shifting away from who we are meant to become. And we're not allowing the space for these new people to come in. If you keep entertaining this shittiness, this toxicness, this bullshitness, you're not allowing the space for like the complete opposite to come in for like the fun, the genuine, the sincere humans that are so out there for you. And lastly, I do want to end this on dating tips. I mean, I think this is going to be a bit of a lengthy uh, section, but there's just so many things to talk about. But firstly, I just want you guys to know this. Don't wait for your ships, make your own ships. So, you know, in 2022, even the years before, we really just have to normalize meeting people online, on Instagram, on Hinge, on Tinder, whatever all the dating apps are these days. I remember like for me anyway, I used to be like, mm, I don't want to have to say like, I met so-and-so on Hinge. And that was something that really held me back for so long. But I got to a point, I was like, honestly, who the hell cares? So I think we just have to be open to that and accept that and normalize that and be like, it's kind of cool. If you don't want to leave your bed, you can just jump online and try and meet someone online so but I think something as well that comes along of course with like this whole online phenomenon with dating is the bullshit little things such as when to text back who viewed your Instagram stories sliding in DMs and just all that kind of annoying bullshit if you ask me I mean yes I used to be like and I'm not a victim of this but I used to be so consumed by this and yet again, now I'm just in such a place where I can look at that from so far away and be like, holy fuck, catch me never like waiting X amount of minutes to reply to someone just because I don't want to seem too eager or catch me never posting something on Instagram stories, like hoping they're going to realize that it's like, actually like directed at them without them realizing like, obviously everyone's at their own journey. Everyone's in their own stage in life with whatever they're up to. But this is something that I now have come out of and I can look back at that and see how fucking insane it is. I just think it's so nuts that we think like if we are, if we do generally like someone, whether, you know, we know them a bit or we don't, the fact we're like waiting certain amount of hours or whatever it is to like reply to them just to seem like quote unquote cooler. I just think that's so fucking stupid. But like this has become so normalized because so many people around us are doing this. And I think just like Instagram in general, not even just Instagram, Instagram stories in general, like that's just like, that's just like something different. Like the vibe of Instagram stories and what you can put up there and what people can like persevere from it. It's just like, it's nuts to be honest. And like, you know, the whole concept of like thirst traps, like trying to post something like, you know, making you look amazing. So people would slide into your DMs or trying to show off like you're doing all these really fun activities because so-and-so has replied to you yet. And also as well, like um, what people think your intention is behind something that you post. And this is not really dating related, but I posted this quote a while ago. Actually, I'm going to find it just so I can quote it, haha, <laughs> quote. It said, some things have to end for better things to begin. And I was talking to a couple of my friends and we were talking about, actually, this kind of relates. We were talking about dating and one of my friends, she was really wanting to let someone go, but there was just, you know, quite a few challenges and hurdles and that kind of stuff involved. 
Anyway, I posted this quote that day and I think we're having the conversation, I guess the same bit that I posted it. Anyway, put the post up, thought nothing of it. And the fast forward a couple of days later, I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. This quote is like so relatable for her. So I sent it to her and she's like, oh, um, not her, but my other friend. She's like, oh, I thought that was like based on that conversation. And I was like, no, not at all. Like that was just kind of something that came to me. But where I'm going with this random story is that I think it's interesting how people can take a different intent from what you've posted. And I've never really realized that because I feel like as well, like if you follow me on Instagram, shout out Isabel Prestia, um, I post a lot. Like I post a lot of stuff. I love content. I love creating content. I love taking photos. Um, yeah, it's honestly just like a hobby for me. Like I find it so fun. I feel like it really just lets my creativity run wild. And I know we all do this, guys. We all stalk our own Instagrams. I've spoken to so many people. I can confirm this is a thing. Just looking back at my feed, like, I don't know, ages ago. And like, I was just going all the way down and like looking at how much I've changed as well as a person. I think it's cool how you can like look back. I wonder how many people actually go and suss my Insta now and stalk me. I can see the vibe that I was in at the time of posting. And I think it's cool how like some people can recognize. And as well, this is kind of a fun, funny story. Um, I think it was, yeah. So it was when my ex-boyfriend and I broke up, which was, yeah, two and a bit years ago. One of my good friends, um, we weren't that, we weren't like best friends at the time it happened, but we're really close now. And basically she, so like, yeah, we weren't super close. So she didn't really know exactly what was going on. But she's then after, like, I reckon she told me this like quite a while after. She's like, yeah, I could just tell by Insta, like something was going on. Like I could just tell by the vibe. And like <laughs> me and her are like very kind of in sync with our thoughts. It's kind of crazy to be honest. Um, but what I'm getting at there is like, it's interesting how that was obviously the vibe I was giving off and she could read that. Whereas sometimes I'm giving off a certain vibe and people take a different perspective from that. I hope that little tangent makes sense, but there's not really too much of a point to that story. It's just, I think it's interesting, like coming back to Instagram stories that people just take different things from what you post and you know, don't let this stop you. Like I'm such an advocate of just posting, like just fucking do it because I know as well, like, yeah, I post a lot, but I post because I love it. And I post because it makes me feel, now when I say it makes me feel good, I don't mean like in terms of validation because we've come a long way from that. Like I shared before, it's never been on that, to be honest. It's because I love sharing. That's what I've realized. Whether it's like photos of my friends or my routine or what I'm eating, like just shit like that. And I, I love looking at that stuff as well. I think it's like really aesthetically pleased. I just want you guys to post more if that's something you are afraid of doing. Because I know so many of us, we overthink, we second guess, we go back and forth between photos, but waiting for quote unquote prime time to post. Like yet again, this kind of comes back to all like this weirdness that we've created with when to text back and what time should I text and oh if I text in the morning it looks too keen I should oh but if I text too late at night I get the wrong idea like oh my god we just have to put a big fat red cross through all of these little bullshit things because why the hell are they a thing they're a thing because we made them a thing they're a thing because we normalized it and it's like you're not you know if you're going against the grain if you're somebody who is generally interested in someone and you are texting back them straight away and it's like oh no that's weird that's that's deemed as like too eager like I just think people who think that like uh, there's just a lot of work on the mindset you have to do if that's what you think like we just shouldn't make life that difficult or that challenging for us like just make life freaking fun and if you like someone let them know end of the day that is like the best advice I could give you because I've seen a quote as well that was like, you're never going to ruin a genuine connection with somebody by telling them how you truly feel. 
And I'm going to end it on what I started it with, which is rejection is redirection. Just like repeat this affirmation consistently, write it out, put it in your phone, tell your friends this. Like it's just the most refreshing affirmation. Like I shared before, it's just going to give you so much hope and so much faith that you have the confidence and you are able to go after what you want, message the person, do whatever it is that you want to do and just remind yourself that being rejected is okay. It happens to all of us. I'll end on a funny story as well. I met one of my friend's friend and we caught up for coffee and it, was, it wasn't it was a date. It was more like he's really into kind of like the coaching kind of world as well, in, in a sense, not really coaching, but like kind of similar-ish vibe. I'm not going to go away too much because I don't want to. Anyway, I caught up with him and this was at the start of last year and I just resigned from my job. I was like kind of all over the shop in terms of what am I doing with my life? And I was like, oh, we're kind of like in a similar-ish field. So I met him, I caught up and we ended up having a coffee and we're chatting for like two, three hours. It turned into like a bit of a coaching session. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is um, I, at the end of the conversation, like we spoke, I was just so open. We spoke about so much like life, family, relationships, dating. He spoke about his ex, his breakup, everything he had gone through. He just recently broke up. So he was kind of talking about that. I was saying, you know, I do a podcast, like it's, you know, similar topics, that kind of thing. And then I got to a point where I was like, I think I'm just at a point in my life. And I was like, I just, <laughs> classic, like cliche. I just need to focus on me. I just need to do my own thing. I just need to see what I want and go from there. Anyway, I said that. And then at the end of the conversation, he's like, so you don't want to go on a date with me then? And I was like, I can't. I just said I'm focusing on me. Anyway, fast forward like three or four weeks later, I was like, hmm, I kind of want to get to know this guy more. And I was like, fuck, I was too scared. I was too nervous to like message him. And I was with my friend at the time. And she's like, just do it. I think I had like a couple wines. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Sent him a message. He didn't reply for like a day or so. And I was like, oh my God. Ooh, what have I done? And then he replies to me and he was like, first of all, he's like, I'm sorry for the delay. And he's like, I've started seeing someone like I can't. And I was like, wow, like that burns. But at the same time, I was like, Meh. you know, rejection is redirection. And I think like what I'm saying is like, put yourself out there, guys. Like I'm going to be sharing stories of myself doing this because it is like, it is what is going to help cultivate confidence. And it's what is also going to help you realize what you want and what you're worth. And I'm going to leave it at that note there. Thanks so much for listening. If you think somebody needs to hear this episode, definitely share it with them. And I'm going to leave it with my favorite statement at the moment, which is rejection is your redirection.